Hello, and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 41. John and Wendy talk to Katrina Kibben. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? Wendy, I'm well. We're going to peel back the curtain just a little bit. We're recording here in early October, and I got yep. sunburned at a job fair today. <laughs> so, you know, could could be better, but I'm talking to you. We've got a great yes. guest. Yep. We're, we're, we're great there. How have you been? Um, I've been well. It's, yeah, late October. I'm counting down the days until my new job, so super excited about that. I think I have, like, officially two work days left, so can't go wrong with that. <laughs> Well, when, when this is you know out, what? you'll be the new job. So all, all, all will be good. Well, we wanted to take just a minute or two to talk a little bit about 2019, which is yes. in, unbelievable that it's almost here. Uh, <laughs> the show will be coming out in November. So, yes, we're that much closer. But uh, obviously, the, the monthly chat uh, is is on. It's going strong. We are looking for suggestions mm-hmm. for, for 2019 uh, because we don't have that finalized yet, that schedule. Wendy, I don't know about you, but I'm hoping that people might have some thoughts and, hey, if a sponsor hears this, potential sponsor, we, we were had a great chat with Namely just a little mm-hmm. bit a while ago. And so, you know, if somebody's out there that has something that fits kind of what we're doing, we'd love to talk to you about that, too. Definitely. Very excited to see what people want to talk about in 2019. What are, you know, and I'm sure other people are doing this for their uh, local Sherm groups, too. What, what are you going to talk about next year? So let's bring that to the social hour. Why not? We, we always say there's no promises. We're not going to commit right. to doing it, but what we do, we did, we got some great feedback for 2018, which we did incorporate some of those uh, topics into, yep. into the year. And so hey, you may brush some of those off again, but if you do have suggestions, you know how to get a hold of us, just uh, yep. pass them along. We'd appreciate it. Yep. That'd be great. We'd love to do that. All right. So should we gonna get going? Turn, I was going to say, we're going to turn the back calendar back from 2019 to, to now. So yes. I'll let you make the introduction and we'll get going. Awesome. So excited to welcome Katrina Kibben to the show tonight. She is a goofball, a thinker, and the founder of Three Years Media. You might know her from her tweets or blog posts on Sherm, HR Tech Blog, or back when she was the editor of Recruiting Daily. Her way with words and creative research-based approach led her to create her own company, Three Years Media, and that, along with a few other reasons, is why we have our, our as our guest today. Super excited to welcome Katrina tonight. Got to meet her in person at Sherm over some adult beverages, uh, which was fantastic. So Katrina, welcome to the show tonight. And our first question is what's in your glass? Uh, water right now, but it will turn to wine soon. Uh, not, <laughs> not with any uh, biblical touch, but hopefully my wife <laughs> will bring some soon. That's we that's that's to... a fine answer. We get that, yes. you know, as we said earlier before we started recording, we've run the gamut. So that, yes. that's not a bad thing at all. I have to say, I think goofball and thinker, I haven't had those two in a bio yet. I love it. It makes me happy. Well, I, mean, I... I can prove it, right? So earlier today, I saw the questions for this podcast, right? And I, I knew what the first question was. And I was the first person to ever ask if that was a literal question um, <laughs> yes. or if it was more figurative. <laughs> because that's how I think, right? As well, the good, the, the good news is we can't see you. You could answer it however you wanted, and, and we we believe you. And right. But no, we're like uh, Wendy said, Katrina, it was great meeting you this summer in Chicago and, and getting a chance to visit. I, I'm curious, though, because we don't know each other real well. How did you first get into the recruiting space in the HR world? 
Well, so I actually had a job at an education, like a for-profit education center. I literally sold reading in a strip mall. It was my first <laughs> job out of college. I, I had learned some interesting lessons pretty quickly, but I was really lucky. I had a CEO who was starting a company called Visual CV, which is actually back out on the market now. And so he, I taught his daughter to read. And one day he came in for a, a package conversation, right? Like, oh, you know, her next lesson should be about comprehension and this, that, and the other thing. And he stops me and he said, you know, I don't know what you're going to do for me, but you're going to work for me. And so that day I got a job at Visual CV, which was an online resume company, basically online portfolios. And this was 2008. So we were pretty ahead of our time. And if we had figured out the networking component, I could have LinkedIn kind of cash right now, but I try not to think about that. And so that was kind of the beginning of understanding this space and really starting to talk to the practitioners and understanding what it meant. And it's just kind of snowballed from there. I've been on the HR technology side. I've been a managing editor of one of the biggest publications in this arena. And now I'm a founder of a business helping companies with recruitment marketing. That is very cool. I love, I love that. That's just Kind of goes along with what I expect from you, Katrina, I guess, if that makes sense at all. So earlier this year, 2018, you did, you, as you talked about, you talked, decided to open your own business. And mm. I've listened to your other podcasts that you've done with Lori. So it's not for the first time that you have decided to open your own business. But talk mm. a little bit about what led to the, deci the decision this time and what challenges you faced in your first year of business ownership. I love that question because I think a lot of people want to rant about all of their success, but not a lot of people are willing to contextualize the little like failures and things that went wrong. And that's kind of what led me to this company. I went out there and I was doing this really great big work. And I figured out pretty quickly that I am not a big company girl. It was nothing with the team. You know, it, it really, it was an incredible company to work for, amazing benefits, amazing process. But I think it really, I hate to use the word culture fit because I feel like that's been kind of an ugly word, <laughs> but it, it wasn't a great culture fit for me. And I hit a point where I wanted to build something different and where I saw that there was a lot of room, I guess, in this market is that a lot of recruitment marketing firms don't focus on high volume, low retention roles. And a lot don't provide services for small and medium-sized businesses. And I just never believed that, you know, great employer brand work, great attraction marketing should be limited to people with big budgets. And so in building that, I have stumbled and hit plenty of challenges along the way. I think one, I went into this thinking, oh, I can help this specific group or I can help this type of person. And I learned pretty quickly that there's a specific type of team that I work best with, right? Mm -hmm. Just like when I left the big company and moved into starting my own firm, I had the same thing with companies. And I think it's okay to accept that. And I think the other lesson that I had to learn pretty quickly was that you either go all in or you don't go. And what sure. I mean by that is like one of the lessons that I learned, actually Sarah Brennan taught me this. 
that I kind of had to have all my ducks in order before I launched the company. And so I would tell anyone else who is starting a company that they should prepare themselves that way too. You should be able to close business on day one. You should have your files in order. You should have your website in order. All of those details should be completely buttoned up before you go out and tell someone, I have a company. And that makes sense. Know what you're doing. Yeah. How, how, you well, can't it, sell something you don't know what it is, right? Exactly. Well, and it also gives you the confidence when you go out and you're marketing yourself, you're, you're not saying, well, oh, I, I haven't done that yet, or I'm not ready to take mm-hmm. business yet. Because I mean, come on, that's the whole thing. You're building a company. Right. Like you should be ready to do transactions <laughs> at a minimum. <laughs> That makes sense. Three Years Media really focuses on the recruitment function for businesses. You know, you're looking at the marketing and the recruiting recruitment strategy. And Wendy is going into a role now that is completely recruiting. And it's still part of my job day to day. What do you see the biggest ways that businesses get it wrong and not to give all your business secrets away for three years? What's something that you think that the listeners that do have recruiting as part of their function What can they be doing better out there? I think what people do wrong is exactly what recruiters can do better, which is listening. My company isn't called Three Ears just because my dogs are really cute. I fundamentally believe that listening is so, so critical. And that if we started there and we didn't make everything all about us, that all recruitment marketing would be a heck of a lot better. And so what I think companies are doing wrong right now is that it's all about them. When you read a job ad or you look at a career site, it's rare that you really see it contextualized in a human way, in human values, in what the person who would apply to that job would care about. They talk about them. They talk about their fortune, this status, and they're, we're the biggest, the largest, the, the best, whatever. And candidates don't care about that anymore. They care about if you're the best for them. And so as recruiters, when you're going into a role, and I would actually say this of anyone, anyone who is doing any new role or old role or anything that involves people, is that you start by listening to them first, by understanding what they care about, what they do for fun, how they talk about their job, and using that to translate into what you do to attract great people just like them, because that works. Best in class doesn't mean best for you. Best in class means it worked for some big company who had some great budget, who was able to write some huge case study about their work. That's not 99% of businesses. 99% of businesses are going to have to create a tailored strategy. And if you build it based on what you care about, you started in the wrong place. Amen. There's just cert- there's never enough listening. I'm I'm with you on that, and it's I think that's true of HR in general, not yeah. just necessarily recruiting, but absolutely. Now, so Definitely. is it three years? Do you have three years between your dogs, or they have four ears technically? Okay. But I have a lab that has a floppy ear, and then one ear that stands straight up. Then ah. I have a Boston Terrier who looks like a Boston Terrier. And so for the longest time, well before I bought this domain or had any idea I was going to name my company this, I used to yell at them, hey, three years, three years. And when I started the company, I actually had a presentation the day I launched the company. 
And the person who was running the event called me and was like, all right, it's crunch time. Give me the name of your company already. Like, I don't, I have to print your badge. You're not going to get a badge <laughs> if you don't tell me right now. And I said, you have uh, to have a badge. Uh, right. Well, and I looked out at my dogs and I was like, three ears. And that was that. I love it. I think it. that's one oh of the most God. fascinating ways I've ever heard a company name come to pass. That's great. Yeah. Well, and now I can make all these great listening references and I can totally make it into an extended metaphor when I'm not with friends, but <laughs> yeah, oh. that's, that's the real story. Well, and I have to say that's one of the reasons why I love floppy eared dogs because they can have the floppy ears, they can have the up ears, and then they can have oh, yes. the one up, one down ear. Exactly. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I love it. So Katrina, you talked a little bit earlier about, you, and, and I've seen you talk about that focus that you have in helping people with recruitment for those entry level, those hard to fill positions that most recruiting firms kind of ignore. They're going after, you know, let me fill your CEO, let me fill your director position. And you are filling a niche that honestly, I would use you in a heartbeat for the current where I currently work because we have these hard to fill custodial overnight type positions. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about how you work with how you get yourself out in front of companies and how you get them to work with you on filling those, those positions. Cause those are hard. They're very hard to fill. Absolutely. They're really hard. So I've been really lucky to be on podcasts like this, speaking to people because like I said earlier, these are the 99%. So I'm going out there and really hammering this message that high volume roles that, that there are trends and there is data that we can use to actually create results. And that I understand, unlike a lot of people that I've talked to, that high volume really is harder than your unicorn. And I don't, mm -hmm. if you disagree, unfollow, <laughs> you can do whatever you want. But from my perspective, when I tell you I need 500 by November, I am a little more stressed out than when I need five by February. Heck and, yeah. you know, my production line isn't going down because mm -hmm. I didn't fill those jobs. I'm not closing our factory one day a week because I can't put people in the job or closing my restaurant, closing a portion of my restaurant because I can't get servers. Right. The way that I'm working with them is one, I'm looking at the high volume roles and reaching out to the recruiters and saying, there's a better way because there is. And we're able to do a, between four and six week process where we start by interviewing, right? We match that data back to marketing data so that we can make channel specific recommendations. And we're bringing these people really specific, actionable, measurable recommendations. And so I, you know, John, earlier you said something about, you know, don't give away all your secrets. I am 100% willing to give away my secrets because I think ideas are free and like, I would rather teach departments how to be excellent than expect them to pay a premium to have someone like me do it. You're very kind. And I am. <laughs> and that makes me the worst capitalist ever. But when I deliver a program for someone, it, it has everything written out. I'll tell you exactly what I would do if it were my business, if it were my department. And I treat every customer like that. And that, that's the difference, right? We, yeah. we have different conversations when it's like that. Well, I, I love that you use data and you love and, and you use 
something real that, you know, the quote unquote business person understands. And, you know, and I, we've all been in that where, you know, you show the CFO the actual numbers and they change their mind like some crappy 80s movie. <laughs> oh, now I see. I completely understand. But that's what they want. They want the numbers behind it. And so if you can show them how this works and the numbers to make it meaningful, you, you can get them on your side. All right, Katrina, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the half-hour question connection. Our first question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We need to get more excited about this. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> I need music or something. There will be when you hear it live or when you hear it for the first time. Deal. So do you remember how we first connected? On Twitter. Both of you. Twitter's awesome. Katrina, how, talk to us a little bit of how networking's helped in your career and what's been really effective for you when it comes to networking. I would say that traditional networking has not been effective for me. Um, <laughs> as in put me in a big room and like tell me <laughs> to go talk to everyone. I'm not so good at that. What? While I come across as very extroverted, I can do that for about an hour and a half and then I crash. I cannot maintain extrovertedness for long periods of time. And so when, when I do networking, I do it with a lot of intent. And I, I would suggest that for other people is like, when I want to know someone, I genuinely try to know them. So for example, on Twitter, I have a list called my kind of people. And those are people who I have had genuine conversations with. They are people who I actively talk to regularly. And so I put them in a list so that I regularly interact with them. I don't just take Twitter and like try to, you know, understand or digest that fire hose of content. Or if I go to an event like Sherm, you know, people like you will be on my list. And I know it's weird to admit, but like I have a list and there are 10 people I really want to meet. And I make it a point to meet them instead of walking into a room being like, hello, come meet me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the other piece of it is asking better questions. Like when I'm, when I'm networking, I will ask people, you know, what are you working on that you're really excited about? Like, tell me what you're really excited about. And people kind of give me weird looks when I ask, but that's what I want to know. I don't actually care where you work or what you do. Like, I care about what you're excited about, what, what's happy, like, and great in your life. And I want to build a relationship on that, not on your credentials. I love that. And I feel like and John, you can chime in here too. I feel like we're getting the, that answer a lot more where it's, it's not just about collecting phone numbers, getting your little black book of phone numbers, but it's about making the connection and actually getting to know people. And that's, I think that's what we're trying to do here is help people get to know people a little bit better. Make Absolutely. that connection. And I definitely think networking, you know, people have definitions for what it is. And you're right. It's definitely, I don't think any of us want to just jump into that big room and hand out a hundred business cards because we know it's not working. But I think right. to your point, yeah. to have those people that you meet, like we've met online and we want to connect, you know, in person when we have the opportunity, though, I find those much more effective because you, you do have a little bit of rapport or what has you as opposed to, yeah, just walking in and spray and pray yep. just doesn't work. So <laughs> right. we're, we're with you on I, that. I say something, and I think I can say this on behalf of all of us, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. All of us, there is no reason why you should not just walk up to us and say, hi, I know you from Twitter. Right. It is completely okay. And it's not weird at all. If you send me an email that's completely cold 
and it says something about your product, that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Walking up to me and being like, hi, Katrina, I know you from Twitter. That's not weird to me. And I wish more people would just do it because twice in the past week, people have been like, oh, I I was at this event with you, but I don't want to be weird. And I'm like, oh, I'm way weirder than you. You're going to have to try harder. You know, it's still that, you know, the, the online dating, I think it's still ha- saying, oh, I know you from Twitter still has that online dating weirdness feel to it. Like it's creepy, yeah. but it's not creepy anymore, guys. Just come up and say hi. It's okay. <laughs> 100%. So Katrina, who do you read and follow for HR Insights? I love Lori Rudiman's blog. And I think she's a great model for speaking your truth and writing like a human, not like a machine. <laughs> Uh, you'll, you'll notice a trend in this episode. <laughs> I really like reading like source con and some of the tactical stuff as well, because I think there's a great balance, like great recruitment marketing is great copy through and through. And so I like to see those tactical strategies and work backwards to think about how copy might support that or how you might create a more creative strategy from it. And the third blog is not actually an HR tech blog. And I know you technically said HR tech insights, but I think this one is really great for understanding how to get an audience and keep their attention, which is critical for recruiters. So MikeKimTV.com. He is a personal brand expert. However, what I think is so fascinating is that he has a really unique style for connecting with people and building relationships. And everyone could learn from him. I, I would say he has influenced my style tremendously. Check him out. That's very cool. Yeah. Was he on Jennifer McClure's show? He was. Okay. That okay. was where okay. I discovered him. Very cool. And yeah. He just, I, I'm like a super fan now. I don't want to call <laughs> myself a stalker, but like I'm watching the Instagram stories regularly. I read every email. I read every blog. And that is a model that I think anybody would want, right? If you're yeah. a recruiter. Absolutely. Would you not want someone to be waiting for your emails? Oh, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Maybe we need yeah. to change that to rather than who do you read and follow to who do you stalk? Just to make it right? okay. <laughs> who are you wanting to confess? Who are you stalking you stalk? now, right now? So we can... Yeah. Uh, catch on to that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've come out and said I'm a fanboy of a guest. So come on, you know. Yes, you have. Okay. Well, it's you okay. said you're a fanboy and I said I stalked Mary Faulkner. So there we go. Well, and you fangirled <laughs> out about hostile work environment too. So we, you know, we're I all did. good. I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Katrina, how do you like giving back to the HR community? I love it. I think, I, I think this community is so, because we're built on people. This is just such like a warm and friendly environment. The fact that I'm here based on, you know, some tweets and some conversations. <laughs> like, I think that's such a, a, a reflection of that. This, this is a great community. I, I, this is one of the better ones that I've ever been involved with. So I love it. Katrina, favorite movie? Dead Poets Society. Ooh, that is a good one. How about your favorite musician or band? Tom Petty. Wow. I haven't thought about him in a while. I know. Old school. That's old school, yeah. That or like Peter, Paul, and Mary, like old oh, school Peter. Oh, that's very old that. school. <laughs> I have the tape. You know, shaking my stick and I'm shaking my pen like an old lady. Like I have this tape. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure my parents had the uh, the eight track. Pretty sure we had the eight track. Oh, so if I can nice. talk about eight tracks, that's going to date me right there. <laughs> 
For you kids, Google it. Google eight track and it will show you pictures. <laughs> you if can see what it looks like. If you were born in the eighties or in the in the nineties or later, Google. <laughs> I love it. How about a favorite TV mm. show? I haven't watched a lot of it yet. I I like This Is Us. I think a million reasons. Oh. I really enjoyed the first episode of that, so I'm really excited for the next one, which I'm also going to watch after this. <laughs> Heard good things about both of those. I haven't watched either one yet. Yeah. I think a million reasons is interesting because they talk about how relationships are built off of a million little things, a million little interactions. Oh. That's what builds trust. Like if you look at psychology, right, they talk about like how many interactions you have to have to build trust. And so that's kind of what the whole show is about, is about how they built a relationship over time with all these little things. Well, Katrina, as I look at the list and I try to make connection I was never a big Tom Petty guy, but I really liked Traveling Wilburys a lot. And then, gosh, what, 15 years ago, uh, Jenny Lewis did a cover of Handle with Care, and that was really awesome. So there we go. Nice. We'll, we'll go. go there. But if you're <laughs> not watching Dead Poet Society, listening to Tom Petty, or even even a tape of Peter Paul and Mary to Brian or watching this, is, uh, what, what else do you like to do outside of work? Uh, I'm a big reader. I also, uh, like to volunteer and coach. So my YMCA is like part of my life. I, I love the pictures that you share of your face at the YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm That's actually so a awesome. spokesperson for the YMCA right now. I'm writing a blog post about how using real people makes such a difference. And literally <laughs> there's a newspaper, like a half page ad of my face next to me. <laughs> it's weird. It's really weird. Yeah, he had posted on Twitter something about it's so weird walking into the YMCA and seeing myself. It just, it just cracked yeah. me up. I loved it. Oh, it's even worse when people go, "Is that you?" <laughs> and so I finally figured out instead of answering the question and giving them my thirty-minute response because I tend to ramble when people are asking me about my face, um, I just say that does bear an interesting resemblance, doesn't it? And I just walk away. That's what famous people do. <laughs> It's my identical twin. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh. Uh, so Katrina, if you weren't doing what you're doing now it, with uh, Three Years Media, what do you think you'd be doing professionally? I would either be a social worker or a teacher. Oh, wow. I don't think we've had social worker yet. I don't think so. Uh, we, I really want to adopt and foster kids. And I think Foster kids are a really underserved population. So that's exactly what I would do. I would teach life skills to foster kids and like be a social worker. Oh, I love that so much. Oh, feel it in my okay. heart. Hey, not everybody gets a chance to, to like actually have access to information, right? Right. The basic things that you need to be a good adult. Oh, exactly. No, I think um, that's so true. Yeah. Well, Katrina, I want to congratulate you. You survived the question connection. You survive Yay. the conversation at large uh, <laughs> with, with all all three years intact which is great <laughs> for those those listeners that don't know you aren't following you want to but want to learn more and get in touch what's the best way for them to find you out there honestly if you google me i'm the only katrina kibben in the whole world <laughs> that's awesome Claim to fame. That I'm the can, only one. That can be so good. Katrina, just like the hurricane. Yeah, Katrina, just like the hurricane. <laughs> K-I-B-B-E-N. There's a Colonel Mick Kibben. 
Uh, that's the closest one you'll get, but wow. most of it's just me for now. <laughs> well, we we will put that in the show notes, yeah. and I'll put in the Three Years Media site too, just just yeah. in case. I love just it. In Thank case. you. Yeah. Wendy, how about yeah. you? What, for those folks out there that that aren't aren't in touch with you yet, what's the best way to reach you? Well, I hope you'd all uh, follow my blog, mydailyjourney.com. Daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And then, of course, you will find me on Twitter on the fourth Sunday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time for the HR Social Hour Twitter chat. And I'm there as Wendell93. How about you, John? Easiest way to find me is go to hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. You'll find all the links to my social there. And while you're there, listen to a show, rate and review, give us more publicity and more, uh, more love. It helps us very, it helps us a lot. It helps to continue yes. to, to boost the signal. And that's all we can ask each and every week of you to do. So Katrina, again, thanks for being with us tonight. And so for the HR social hour, half hour podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect, give back and network. Network. Take care, everyone. We'll see you soon. 